Hello. Oh, hello, hmm. Marilyn. How are you today? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? Just um, returned to find that the, what is this uh, new thing you did? Hmm. Um, just refer, just returned to find, what is this new thing? Sonoma. Sonoma. Uh, is Sonoma. Sonoma 14 dot. I didn't do that. One. That was here before I moved here. Well, it feels like something you did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to reinstall when I tried to run Audio Hijack, which I use as a backup recording. It forced me to install a new one. Oh, you got to update the Ace? I had to update the Ace. Yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, I got some kind of crazy runaway thing on here. I'm not sure exactly what it is. The the symptoms of it are very odd. What's going on? I don't think I'm, I'm not blaming it on anything. It's no. just that um, I noticed it yesterday after I'd recorded uh, with Roderick. I was you know putting it together in Descript, and all the audio sounded. I want to say, I mean, barely noticeable, but noticeable, like five percent too slow. Hmm. And I thought that was weird. And then I went home and I finished editing it on a laptop at home and it was all fine. So I was like, ha, that's kind of weird. That is weird. And then last night I was watching a Sparkle Horse video and once again on on the YouTube and the audio sounded about 5% too slow and then it was glitching. So I don't know what's going on with this thing. And my launch bar has been really slow. So I don't know. I I ran some stuff. Deleted some stuff, turned off some stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Computers are difficult to make things for. Is my impression. I, you're saying iPads easier? Is that what you're? Everything's yeah. iPads now. iPad. I just live in playgrounds. Swift this, <laughs> swift that. I'm swift and left and right. And so I'm, I did, a, I did a sample and got a log and, and put it into ChatGPT. And it successfully identified that it was related to launch bar, but it then gave me a, a very um, it kind of kind of gave me the Frenchman's wave with like mm, there may have been some errors and something. Now what now if there's an error in Foundation Core, what that mean? Foundation Core is a series of novels by Isaac Asimov mm-hmm. that came out in the nineties. That's where we got the three laws of Sonoma. The first law of Sonoma is you do you not, do not talk, talk about, about Sonoma. Ring the bell. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't deserve the bell. I, I mean, also, I have to admit, I'm a little reluctant when somebody tells me to ring the bell. When um, we had a baby a few years ago. Me and, and you. Um, me and you. And the baby came out, and we thought the baby was just delightful. Yeah, the baby would do the funniest cute. things. And God, thank God for that flip camera. I've got every flip video i ever made every it's all on my plex sometimes my wife and i'll just go oh the baby and like we you know, maybe I, I knew how to make the baby laugh the baby liked me at the time and uh but and we would say oh you know grandma steinus would visit and we say oh grandma look look at look at the baby look what the baby does and <laughs> grandma steinus who you know was 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 a drama person professionally for a while right she, she also was a news producer in providence but uh but you know she put on a bunch of plays when she was at um smith you know she was in a lot of plays and she said ah oh, darling the child is not a performing monkey and <laughs> i hurt my feelings a little bit because it's my little monkey 
My Little Monkey Dream Performance. Oh, remember Monchichi? Remember Monchichi? Monchichi, Monchichi. Now, what is that? Is that Hawaiian Hawaiian for monkey, probably? I remember this. It was like a little, it was a, what I remember is it was that commercial was on all the time. And I remember it was a monkey looking little guy that was for children a little younger than I was. Uh, which means me, and yes, I I remember did the Munchichi. It did not. So Munchichi. Did it eat bananas? Other racist things. It is a line of Japanese stuffed monkey toys. Hi. First released in 1974, licensed by Mattel in the U.S. in '85, uh, and it hmm. says, um, "Let's see." Well, they really oh, they were was, out of ideas pretty early, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently, this thing came out of Tokyo. They mm-hmm. were successful there. They had an animated TV series. It might be series. racist then. Yeah, probably is. They, 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 their ideas about race are sometimes even more retrograde than our own. It was produced by Hanna-Barbera, an old favorite. Hmm, produced? And it was part of the Manchichi's Little Rascals Richie Rich show. Oh, I see. You're talking about a television program. Well, it came out on TV. It was a TV uh, right. show. Yeah. They're transitioning. But I had one of these things, and they yeah. would... They had a thumb that was oh, protruding that right. would you would put in its mouth and it would suck the thumb. That was the selling point. This, this of the is not getting any better, Dan. <laughs> they still make them. Seems like who Japan? Well, yeah, you can still buy them. Munchichi, <laughs> Munchichi yeah. boy, Munchichi by Kappa Toys. Munchichi mm-hmm. blue blue. blue. Blue, blue bib toy. Blue bib. Blue bib. Are you looking at? Are you looking at eBay? Are you looking at a real? No, site? this is on Kappa Kappa Toys. Capadonna. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get this into the. Oh, oh. yeah, Manchichi blue. I don't know. Blue this is something I, I really want to explore. You but... do. No, you do. All right, Manchichi. It's in. Manchichi, it is Manchichi. in the show notes as of right now. Uh, I, where do people find show notes for this episode? Oh, uh, look at this guy. I remember this. Yeah. Oh, this does look a little Japanese and racist. <laughs> the authentic since 1974 one of them looks like jimmy jj walker a little bit back to work uh, dot limo slash six three zero yeah and uh they've got unfortunate haircuts blue 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 bib. blue bib the authentic since 1974 but it looks like the thumb <laughs> or what used to be a thumb mm-hmm. vestigial thumb is now a bottle and part of the Munchichi song I remember was put the put its thumb in its mouth. It's really neat. It's fun to wiggle its hands it's and fun feet to eat. or something like that. Okay. <laughs> and it looks like the thumb is no longer a thumb. It looks like it's holding a, as you would call it, a binky or some kind of bottle. It's got more of a grip now. <laughs> yeah. Not a kung fu grip. That's a because they thing. don't want to encourage kids to suck their thumbs. I suppose is why. I think what changed. they want to discourage, at least in the <laughs> states, is using the toy at all. Well, they want to discourage <laughs> you from forcing anything to put a part of its body in its own mouth uh-huh, for your yeah. amusement. Blue bib. You there, blue bib. <laughs> it's blue like bib. on the Queequeg introducing blue bib. He's uh, a <laughs> yeah. got to share a bed with Queequeg. <laughs> I have watched that stupid. Uh, Adam Driver skit on SNL at least 50 times. Look at your father, boy. Look at me. Look at your I father. Quote, I quoted it. I quoted <laughs> it today. <laughs> Syracuse say, was giving me some stick about something because I, I haven't watched a movie fast enough for his liking. And he sent me a picture of uh, Kylo Rilo. And then I responded by saying, look at your father, boy. 
I there are, it was the weakest child in the class. You have shown me many things over the years. Doesn't it just? But this keep one, you forget it. You think there's no way this is as good the fiftieth time because it's got like three big twists in it. <laughs> Which is the first? The first twist is Adam Driver at all coming through the door, right? It's got little funny bits, but the little bits don't. It's funny when Kyle Mooney, no, whatever that guy's name is, gives him these, and that, in my opinion, is how we stop fires. Right. That's kind of funny. And then you're like, and then you're going to see Mordecai's father uh, is going to come in for career day. Mm-hmm. And it's Adam Driver in amazing makeup. And so we, do we watch this off, off air? Yeah, together? we watched it off air. And okay, we did not you, link to would it. Would you mind putting that into the show I notes can for do this that. episode? No problem. Give me a moment. I think it's a contender for one of my all, well, <laughs> so I'm trying great. to, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, the thing I'm working on is not exaggerating as much. Um, but I, I, it's a contender for my all-time favorite SNL sketch. Just because I can go back to it. I mean, I still enjoy Bassomatic. You know, I still like cheeburger, 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 which is kind of Manchi Chi in its own mm-hmm. way. Yeah, it is. Against the Greeks, Kappa, <laughs> Cappadonna. Um, but um, I, my kid and I return to that so often, and just the gales of laughter. And there's, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's a perfect quotable project like The Big Lebowski, I guess. Yeah. Because it's, it's rarely, it, there's rarely a context for anything that's said in that, but it's, it, I still find myself, Prophet has little to do with it, marm. <laughs> <laughs> the earth's milk. Oh. <laughs> but when, when he nails the bird with yeah. his cane yeah that's sort your favorite epic, part well i mean just because like i i it's performing is difficult yeah. and like you go in there and even adam driver famously takes stuff very seriously i remember hearing him on fresh air i think when he was still on girls and i remember him like having to take his headphones off and leave the booth I don't know if this actually makes sense because I doubt that like Terry Chris actually sits there and hits button play things, but, but you know, but, but he, he's very, let's just say at the very least, not to be overly dramatic, not to be polystinous about this, but he does not like watching, hearing, seeing, you know, his own performances. Right. No, no he's, good actor does. It seems. Hmm. I do. Right. I like to look at my performances. Exactly. On my locally captured CCTV tapes. <laughs> oh, you there. Yeah, you're interested in my trash, aren't you? Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you. You found a good one. Um, and, um, but he's so, so committed. Oh, anyway, all I was going to say was like, and you know, there's been, there's a, uh, there's a, what's his head? That, uh, that uh, creepy James Franco actually did a documentary, you know, about a, a week at SNL and like mm-hmm. how crazy it is. John Mulaney's in it. It's very good. It's back when John Mulaney was still writing. And um, anyway, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I, I think for somebody like him, who's a trained actor, it's probably a little bit easier than uh, Travis Kels or something. Like oh. when you bring in somebody who's, and that can be funny. They put him in a wig. It's always funny. You dress them up like a lady. Hey, listen, listen, pump the brakes. Nobody dresses like a lady like Pedro Pascal because <laughs> he keeps the beard. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Pedro Pascal as as the doting mother? I have. N- I have not. Oh my god, it's such a funny bit. Where, well, you know who was on was um uh, a name I'd only ever heard is this person called Bad Bunny, who is some kind of rapier. Yeah, I know about that person. And the Bad Bunny was on, and the Bad Bunny is you know understandably like Spanish is that person's first language, but it was really cool. They uh, they got so many people who spoke Spanish in the cast. 
And, of course, Pedro Pascal was on as a guest, which made it very funny. But they did a lot, a fair amount of the show in Espanol, which was, which was really cool. So anyway, Pedro Pascal, and this is from, if you haven't seen the episode he hosted last season, oh boy, is it ever good. That's the one with, you know, our, your daddy, two years COVID, that famous bit. Oh, um, yeah. Um, but he, he plays the, <laughs> the, the mother of a young man who's dating a Caucasian girl. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the mother is just not having it. And it's, it's so freaking funny. And them speaking to each other in Spanish and us being able to like glean what's being said in mm -hmm. front of her. Mm -hmm. So funny. But um that's that's a that's a pressure cooker. Get in there, hit your mark. Look at you think about the makeup that was involved. Yeah. For what Abraham Parnassus, right? Yeah. <laughs> One man yes. tried. One man tried. HR Pickens. <laughs> You're weak like H.R. Pickens. <laughs> and the girl, and he's like, Fill I want to be you when I grow up. And he's like, and so, so you will. shall. <laughs> so you shall. Fill the belly with my festering seed. <laughs> what? Oh <my> <laughs> what? How, so did that, how did that take three major big hairpin turns in like, you know, five minutes? It's an incredible sketch. It's in show notes. It's in show notes. I also put some Munchie Chi related into the show notes, including the cartoon, I mean, the commercial, which I suggest people uh, enjoy in their own time. Gets in your head. Oh, Manchi Chi Tribe. That's got kind of a um, <laughs> Colors of Benetton kind of feel to yeah. it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I would also just say, like, pretty much any of the sketch, uh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, my God. Lisa from Temecula. That's such a good episode. And uh, Adam Driver. He's so good. You know, he did Undercover Boss as, as Kylo Rilo. Remember that? Oh it, yeah, yeah. That was funny. What else did he do? Oh, he did the funny thing where he hosts the cat show and and the two French women, women from the French version of his TV show that he didn't know existed. Come on, that's really funny too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this cat, this cat is clearly dead. Um, <laughs> uh, those things get into your head like a manchichi. Once we've talked about, of course, the titular bok bok. Oh well, yeah, that, that's not titular. Uh, what is that? That's uh, what is that? That's uh, M and M's, right? Is M and M's bok bok? Oh my god! Thanks, no, Easter it's Bunny. A, it, isn't it the cat? Is it those? It's eggs? a Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> um, some kind of thing. But that was on constantly. I mean, to me, the commercial that I think I may have seen the most times is Mr. Lee and his ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> Here's his ancient Chinese secret, Calgon. I, I had a lot of time, you know. No, it's M&M's. It's M&M's. I had a lot of time to myself. The times that I could watch TV and get away with it is obviously when my mother was not there. So that's when I would just, I would just, I was like a, like a gavage goose with Dennis the Menace or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then Star Trek would turn, come on, and turn it off. Oh. Didn't like Star Trek. That came on at five. Oh, yeah. I had another thing to say to you um, mm. about something related to things it'll come back to me <laughs> something related to things yeah 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 it's from it was from earlier and like you know if i don't write things down yeah tears in rain i know you know but like the, the things do get in your head and they honestly i think you know credit big credit to the schoolhouse rock people because there are there's still i mean like i think we've all got these little weird ticks were like, you know, how I was taught to memorize the periodic table, right? Mm. Or how you learn like the parts of the brain, the like, um, there's like acronyms. Remember that from bio? There's all these different yeah. acronyms for systems, organs, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But like, it's kind of cool though. And I announced a special kind of word 
It's every name you've ever heard. You know, it's quite interesting. Another sort of thing. Well, I took a very to the Statue of Liberty. You, you know, still remember. Or, you still or, remember it. Of course I do. I mean, were you able to memorize the preamble to the Constitution when you were seven, or did you just watch a cartoon a lot like I did? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what I was thinking, I was thinking out the trash last week, and I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, you know, I feel like it was kind of a game changer. I, I don't. I mean, like, okay. So when I, when I was coming up and watching TV and being a young person who had to learn things and answer the five questions at the end of the chapter and all that nonsense, um, I do remember learning that a noun is a person, place, or thing. Sure. And at some point, I don't know if this is a bolt-on, but then at some point I started hearing a noun is a person, place, thing, or idea. Or idea. And, and I was taking out the trash and thinking about that and what a game-changer it is. Idea. Yeah, because an idea is a noun. But here's the other thing, and I haven't, I haven't, I was taking out the trash, so I didn't have a paper or anything with me. But like, I wonder if that's the only part of speech where you could say, like, a noun is an idea and an idea is a noun. You know what I'm saying? An idea is a noun. A noun. Think is... about it. Yeah. A noun, and, and what is, what is a noun? Well, it's a person, place, or thing, but ultimately, what is it? Well, a noun is an idea, it's right. an abstraction of a thing. Yeah. A noun is an idea, but guess what? That also. But by the inverse property of grammar, uh, an idea is also a noun. A noun is an idea. Idea is a noun. Right. You can't say that about like very. No. I mean, you wouldn't say very is an adverb. An adverb is a very, very. No, you, know, you can't. That makes no sense. If you it's not even a sentence yet. It's not right. It's just the kind of thing I think about when I'm taking in or out the trash. I have a way I take out the trash, but really the important part is I have a way I put back the trash cans. I have an, there's an order to these things. There's a way that you do it. Oh, I remember now. Um, speaking of, I feel like we must have discussed this. Hmm. But, you know, um, there's those like genres of YouTube videos like, you know, well, first of all, the autocomplete interview, as I've said, the autocomplete interview with Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal is not to be missed. It's absolutely delightful. Okay. And again, that's something we watch a lot in our house. But but you know those ones where they'll be like, I, I forget what, I want to have a border probably. They'll do those like actor round tables where they'll have like five actors in this Charlie Rose looking set and this lady interviews them <laughs> yeah. about, about their work. Did you ever watch those at all? Probably not. Nah. Oh boy. There's I one. should have, it sounds like. Did you watch Succession, right? Of course. Okay. Well, let me find this real quick. Um, um, so, some are better than others, but I think for a variety of reasons, you might really enjoy this one. It is with, I'm going to say, Hollywood, Pascal, Jeff. Um, yes. Uh, Drama Actors Roundtable. Okay, you ready for this? You ready mm -hmm. for this, Wrecking mm -hmm. Crew? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bridges. Nice. Kieran Culkin. Okay, good. Um, Damson, oh, I've seen this. Dancing? I have seen this. I know okay. what you're talking about. Danson Idris, who I don't know, but it seems charming. Michael Imperioli, Christopher from The Sopranos, or the dad from White Lotus. Right. Pedro Pascal and Evan Peters. Wow. The, the kid, the kid who plays Quicksilver and Dahmer. Yeah, he's great. And you know, I'll, I'll, he's I'll great. Watch. He's underrated. Oh gosh, he, it's a wonderful conversation. Like jokes leaving the room, it is a wonderful conversation though about like, for example, like he's in all this wackadoo Ryan Murphy stuff, and like, you know, 
he really, like Adam Driver, I guess, he really puts himself into the role. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of going around and talking about when you have to play something, you know, whether it's in rehearsals or on stage, like over and over, you have to keep re-inhabiting this world. And, you know, how you, sometimes you feel like Kieran Culkin's like, yeah, I, sometimes I bring it home with me and I really don't like it. Kieran mm. Culkin's a really thoughtful guy. Contra what you might guess from Succession and Scott Pilgrim. He's a he's a really he's a really smart, thoughtful, sensitive guy. Anyway, you already know this, but I'm going to tell so our listeners here. And they're talking about one of the questions they always open with is, "Okay, you're walking down the street, somebody recognizes you. Like, do you immediately know where they recognize you from?" And of course, I guess you know sometimes that varies by how old the person is or whatever. But Jeff Bridges is you can guess what Jeff Bridges said because he's great in interviews about this stuff. He's like, "Oh, it's it's the dude." Mm-hmm. People, people love the dude. They love this character. They've connected with this character. You hear him talk about it. You hear John Goodman talk about it. John Goodman just talks about like what a joy it was every minute on set making yeah, that movie, yeah. how, how fun it was. But they're just chatting about you know what people know you from. And, and I, I can't quote it exactly, but at one point, <laughs> they're all like, oh, God, yes, the big Lebowski. <laughs> and, and then Karen Culkin goes, um, you know, <laughs> my kid does a great Roman Roy, by the way. Hey, Dad. Um, <laughs> hey, Dad. Um, Kieran Culkin's like, um, you know, actually, my favorite line from that movie, one of my favorite things about it is, like, I love to say it, but like, there's never a context where it makes any sense at all. And Jeff's just you know, listening and nodding, and he goes, nice marmot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, here's the thing. This yeah. isn't all, this can be, this kind of thing can be an, as we say in the Roderick, on the line extended universe and and all the great shows type moment right you know where somebody goes oh yeah i love you in that thing uh-huh. but like it's quite a different animal to be able to quote quote like multiple lines from a movie yeah like a person might do with like say the aviator right or you know <laughs> need to sleep Anyways, um, Patreon, and here, oh, here it is. Okay, so so I'll put, I think I can put that into notes. I don't like the thing where it has my timestamp in it, but I'm going to put that into the show notes for this episode. Okay. Um, and then I'm also going to put in the Oscar Isaac. This is really not about work or pound sign creativity, but, um, oh, the Mon, oh, that's funny. You already gave it a name. Okay, cool. I mean, well, I just put it in there. I no, 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 no. insisting. You're not anything. <laughs> I go here and then I click. Wait, I just saw it a minute ago. Where'd it go? Where's my boy? What did they do to my boy? Look how they massacred my boy. Where's your boy? Uh, um, where oh, is he? Dang it, where was he? Oh, wait, it keeps messing me up. Okay, so now I'm going to say Hollywood Pascal Jeff. And instead, I'm going to say um, Oscar Isaac. Pedro, how, how are you doing? You're all right? You sound like you're running around a little bit. Ah, a little bit crazy today, but I am like pumped. I'm excited is, to be here. About what? I wanted to talk to you about one of your favorite topics. I know is a real markdown, real, <laughs> real crowd pleaser. Listen, I, listener, listener, Brooke made, made a really sweet point of writing in to say, "Hey, you know, every time you, you talk about the stuff that like everybody hates, mm-hmm. whether that's like Steely Dan or Markdown, mm-hmm. Brooke's like, she's like, yeah, well, just so you know, <laughs> I'm a gal for that. I'm like, hey, thank you. Yes, there's gas in the car. Continue. What if I ask you to hit the bell after you've already hit it? Well, I mean, that's a rock. I don't think. Yeah. It's helicopter, helicopter rock. What's the term? Ergo, <laughs> cogito. Ergo, soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Descartes said. That is. But he said it in what? What's what's Descartes from? I think he's French. 
that's another thing that my my my, my late um, mother in law would do was she 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 spoke French a lot. She would just speak in French. So just for the like, hell there of was, it? yeah, and there was a there was a line on the Gilded Age that's a line. Madeline just starts cackling, laughing out loud. She's like, "Oh my God, my mom used to say that." Um, oh God, can I get it right? It's the way that she would refer to generally the children's table at a holiday or anywhere like where the castoffs mm -hmm. had to go. <laughs> and and <laughs> salon, let's see, salon du refugee. Uh oh. Yeah, at one point, at one point, Carrie Coon says something about it, or no, it must have been Agnes. And our, Agnes says, uh, yes, the salon du refugee. It's like <laughs> the, the room for the dispossessed. <laughs> oh, man. The okay, lost so souls room. Island of Lost Souls. Okay, so you're going to tell me about something I love, which is not Markdown, but is... Are you listening, Brooke? Are you listening? Chat GPT. Chat GPT. Womp, 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 womp. Yep. Chat GPT, big update. I'm going to talk to you about the update big and big. some things that I think are very interesting about it that are both interesting. There's a little, lot of angles. A little to discerning, maybe uh, scary. Concerning? Concerning. Concertina. It's a, it's a contract. Casita. Casita, casita. Uh, that's my kitchen lights, sir. I think are a casita. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. My breakfast note. A contract. Bur co contract. Contract lights. <laughs> have you? Do you have? Anyway. <laughs> In which I have accepted that responsibility. Do you? you know that window is impossible. Slightest idea. What a moral. Uh, window. That's an impossible window. Two, three, seven. Two, three, seven. Mm. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen oh, okay. to my future Ladies if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Keep going. Keep That's going. it. That's the whole thing. No, no, no. No, there's more. Give me the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Stop swinging the bat. Uh, Wendy. How did he my get out of that you. room? Well, that that's that's one of the questions. I watched a video about this. Like I a did good too. Video. I didn't know, not that one. Not the one from our buddy, collative, collative, colitis learning. Colitis learning. Yeah. Isn't that? That's not right. Descartes. Who is that? Who said that? Welcome to colitis learning. As you see this. <laughs> Clarice. Clarice, this calls up the idea of the Aboriginal Americans. <laughs> I believe you'll find quite nicely. You, you shall see that Grady, Grady has a difficult time with him. Needs to take care of it. Take <laughs> care of your family, sir. So there's this thing called... Fill her festering belly with your seed. <laughs> there's this thing called character.ai. And character.ai, which I'm not going to link to, is just whatever. Mm. Basically That's uses... That's a bad TLD. It, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I mean I'm, not, I'm not fully again it, but like, I think we've, we've, at this point we have gotten a little cute with domain names. It's one thing if you're if you're a do nothing has been podcast, and then quite another to like to like have this major <laughs> company situation. Dot AI. So nope. character dot AI character dot AI somehow makes like a a a, a chatbot that will a persona. It is a persona, and it will talk to you in that persona, and I think you can create your own and make it do things and talk yeah. certain ways and whatever, right. but. That's been around, and that seems to be a little bit more like a novelty thing. This is this is one of the parts of this that people have, I think, very much glommed onto. Apart from the whole like, let's fire our useless PR person and run yeah. our own press releases. Yeah. The, the the other one is like, it just it's such a big selling point of inside ChatGPT. 
you know, the configuration settings, whether you're on Playground or ChatGPT, but also things like Typing Minds. It's a huge, like, basically prompts that we think you will like and persona are that like, you know, speak to me like a writing teacher or explain this to me like I'm three, that, you know, that kind of stuff. You can, mm -hmm. you can do that fairly easy, easily on your own now, either in a thread or in your configuration settings. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting idea that of course has the same pluses and minuses of a lot of chat GPT. But, but, but yeah, tell me about this. Well, what's interesting is they chat GPT company, which I guess it had a, some kind yeah, of open big AI dev day yesterday. Dev day thing, yeah. Yeah. They had it was a it was a good it was a good a good thing. Very briskly paced. I enjoyed it. That guy's got kind of kind of creepy doll eyes, but um when he, he comes out, people. when he comes walking out, he does His sweater a, upsets me. A I don't tongue jut, two tongue juts in rapid succession. Like that. Ghost in the machine, they call don't it. Don't like that. Nope. That was Keep a, it in. a no for me. Keep dog. it in. So anyway, you say no dog, no dog. So what he mm -hmm. announced and what they talk about is that they can make these things that they, you can now make these things called a GPT or GPTs yep. Yep. and they can have actions. I don't think I've got that yet. I don't think I've got that yet, but that they, they say that's coming. I think it's still think. rolling or hasn't rolled out yet, but what I mean, he, I was on the same screen he was and I, I didn't have that. No, you didn't have it. Well, he does. And what he demoed mm -hmm. was that you can it'll link to third-party systems. And this is getting closer to the dream assistant that you and I have been, mainly me, have been talking about that we want where I can say, I want to have lunch with Merlin on Wednesday. Why don't you yeah, see you if he's available? You work it out. You work me. it out. And then it comes mm -hmm. back and says, I've made a, an appointment for you and Merlin to have at your favorite restaurant. Ideally, we talk wherever. to my dingus. You know? And it would just go and talk to yours. I don't know how it does it, but it does it. It figures yeah, out our times. Yeah, yeah. It's done. Computers, yeah, yeah. And so this gets a little closer to that because it can connect. It says in this example, it talks about how um, the GPT linked to Zapier. Do you say Zapier or Zapier? I always said Zapier. Um, I'm sorry. I always said Zapier, but I think it's Zapier as in happier is how I was talking. Oh, okay. So anyway, it connects to that. By the way, that is a, that is a, if I forget my saying, a powerful ass integration. Yeah. And once again, we're still calendars. constrained by this dumb bullcrap of like, you can only have three plugins turned on and it's mm. only for your you can't like add you can't flip on one you now realize you need in the midst of a thread you just got to start a new thread it's i hope they do something about that it's it's kind of what soured me on spending a ton of time with this is i mean the store the i'm sorry i'm so sorry no it's okay the, I, the store the story is just chock-a-block with crap and seo stuff and ai.ai stuff and like all this the stuff of the stuff and like but inside of there there's so much great like web pilot and like there's just so much great stuff that, that but like you know it, to do the kinds of things one wants to do like i like that it works with instacart that's cool but like it loses a lot of its value if a third of my plugin power goes to just talking to instacart yeah i mean that's that's great i mean you've, you've got an api that works with that that's that's cool but like what's stopping me from having arbitrarily five or more saliently like isn't there isn't there some way you could it could identify hey you need this plugin i'm going to turn it on for you in the midst of the thread yes exactly <laughs> so the uh the guy altman mm -hmm. He builds one of these GPTs on stage and his goal is to make one that's going to give advice for like people doing startups. Yeah. And he Why aren't you growing fast enough? He uploads <laughs> a lecture that he- Yeah, put, put, his, put his PPT in there. Yeah, yeah, so he uploads that and then the GPT is like now an expert, or according to him, an expert yeah, yeah, yeah. on startups. But imagine 
it, it's it reminded me a little bit of like that scene in the first Matrix movie where uh, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, I know Kung Fu. Where it's like yeah. he's just the guy, and then they like plug him in and hit a button, and he's like, "Whoa!" Now, now I know Kung Fu. It's yeah. Im, you know, it, imagine that there's this this thing that you can kind of customize and custom tailor and say. You know, go oh, watch all Believe of me, these I great do. startup videos. Go watch this, you know, and then now I can get advice about this or I can ask And that's what questions. makes your analogy so good is it's like, well, when, what's his name, Mouse or whatever is like, yeah. like well, let's get trained up on some stuff. He pulls them out like little Sony mini discs yeah. and just like pop and now you know this. And it kind of does feel like that where there's this, I mean, I'm not a developer, but my understanding of this is like the pieces and parts you kind of pull together and the amount of time that it takes to what <laughs> i'll tell you in a second okay <laughs> what <laughs> i've never heard you laugh like this Dan. I i'm just, a little concerned <laughs> so apparently my uh i had given my son he's about to be 16 yeah i'd given him access to use my chat <laughs> Oh, GPT no, no, account? no, no, close the window, close the window, close the window. No, I have to share this with no, you. No, 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 that's no, not for us. No, this oh. one is, this one is, there's. Ah, oh, this is nice, you shouldn't do this. No, right. this is hilarious. You, he didn't know you were going to say this. No, he doesn't listen to the show. This is oh, okay. Okay, okay, you're he not to prove of this one. though? Okay. This is fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this session begins. <laughs> do you? Do you know of a person named Dees? And it says, I'm sorry, but Dees is not a unique or specific enough name, blah, blah, blah. And his next thing he types is Dees Nuts. <laughs> and it says, I see. Dees Nuts is not actually a person's name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? I think you got another year with this kid. I think he's still your boy. I'm sorry. What were no, we talking that, that, about? That is, that's that, that that is tremendous and actually <laughs> extremely sweet. Um, <laughs> I can just see him doing this, you know. Sure. Like late at night. I can't or get my kid. I can't get my kid to look at it at all. I'm forever showing off my results. And oh my god! Now it does actually now do some pretty neat things with. Uh, there's been mind mapping and <laughs> graphic stuff for a while. The Dolly integration blows because yeah. it's such a grandma about like what you're allowed to do. It won't even make Mike Pence for me, so I, I don't have time for it. That's crazy. Right. Uh, but, you know, you can do fun things. I, I have one I'd love to show you, but because – I'll tell you about it later. But there's one that I'd love to show you, but, like, because it has images in it, you can't share it. It doesn't have a facility for sharing. I don't, I don't think it's a copyright thing. I think it's just that, like, that's not hosted anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you just got a blob of text somewhere else. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, so so back Hubby to what I was babies. saying about the GPT thing is making a GPT, which I wish they'd come up with maybe a better name. But I, I know it's stupid. But That's confusing. The idea of that is really really cool. Oh come on, it's huge. It's it's been the dream since hour yeah. zero for me. Yeah. I just yeah. want to point it at all my text files and all my stuff. And, and then it like, knows. And that's the cool just go thing find is, patterns. Just go find patterns for me. You, you now have an assistant that knows everything about you. And well, that's it knows really, everything about really me, cool. but also it's it's it doesn't think the way I think. Thank God, which means that in the same, I mean, like this goes back to years ago. All the years that I, personally, I've been talking about. It sounds so fancy, but personal quantization. So things like Apple Health. Like today, I every morning I get out into some sunshine. Every single morning, it's actually been really good for me. Is like after I'm up, and I, I've I've done my uh, you know 
my, my, my morning uh, ablutions, I, I get out there and I get in the sun and I try to get 20 to 40 minutes of time in the sun if the sun is out. And I didn't, that's a new thing in Apple Health. I think it's only since 17 beta mm-hmm. that like keep track. If you have an Apple Watch, I think particularly an Ultra, we've talked about this, but you know, now there's been a ton of articles about this because it's like, hey, did you know how little time you were spending I was like, oh, well, I could have guessed, but, but it's keeping track of all of that for me. And in the past, I have looked to apps like Exist or the one that starts with a G and like just said, look, please just go find patterns for me. Go, go find things. And like, you know, because it's not a very smart robot a lot of the time, yeah. that's, that's where we get things like my famous, you, you weigh less when you're in Washington, D.C. on a Monday. Or something. And right. it's like, well, I can see how you got to that, but is that really the most significant? Aren't there patterns more having to do with like temperature and sleep patterns and things like that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you noticed that I was out of my house in the evening, did you notice that like I had rougher sleep that night? Like, find those. That's what I love though. It's all of that stuff just sits there in your own little private thing. And, and then a smart robot can go in, and because it does not think like you and should not, it, by and large, it will find patterns, <clears throat> pardon me, it'll find patterns that you are incapable of realizing. Right, that's, sure. To me, to me, that's the dream. Because then you get into stuff like, and I know this is a way that you can do stuff like kick people out of their bank. There's all kinds of ways this is going to be horribly weaponized, like everything else that's ever existed. But, but you, first you, you insight into going like, oh, the, here's a pattern. And like, usually that's a trailing indicator where mm-hmm. you're like oh it, i didn't sleep well the last three nights therefore i'm tired well that's not that useful yeah but like what if i could see stuff coming like what if there are patterns of things that tend to happen before i feel ill or before i feel uh depressed or right. whatever right like hey maybe watch maybe watch less tv news mm-hmm. like I, I mean no no but i mean what what is to stop any of that from finding those patterns for you and right. that's then those are improvements you now have awareness you didn't have before and you have addressable situation in life that you can now choose to do something about. That's right. so powerful. Yeah. And I want to just start with the text files. I, I still feel a little skeezed out about uploading that to a website anywhere that's not one of my known websites, but you know what I mean? Like just be able to go, like in the same way that let's look, like, I don't know if you use Overcast, but in Overcast, Marco has a really, I think very clever thing, which is it tends to notice patterns of like when a podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. And so I'll bet you if you went and looked at um, back to work on Overcast, it would say something like, you know, um, like Tuesday afternoon, it comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the most difficult thing in the world. You're just, but like, but even like when I go in and like with Google Sheets, I look for things like patterns in like when I got paid for things, mm-hmm. like what days of the month do I tend to get paid for things? How often, how much? Like find, and you know, and Google Sheets has a neat thing called Explore that's pretty good. But boy, can I imagine some even more powerful ideas for looping all that together. Loop. Loop. Looper. Loop. Caddy. Loop. Loop. Um, and, you know, I have to say, like, but like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Like, I, I, I've been spending less time on this only for the reason that, like, I feel like I've gotten a lot of the value I can get out of it right now with how it is. Mm. I have some personally some very ambitious ideas about what I want to do with this. Mm. And I just don't want to, I, you know, I don't want to just like sit there all day going like making like family trees of people on Game of Thrones or my favorite, of course, and nobody ever finds this as impressive as I do, but show me this list of actors that have been on these three shows 
I told you about this one. Like, show, show me actors who've been in Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and Doctor Who. And then I'll just toss in a question and say something like, have they played the Doctor? And it adds a column, whether they ever played the Doctor. Like, that's, it knows what I want. And I know that's not perfect. It's not going to change the world. It may get thrown out of your bank. I hope not. But, like, it, I, for people who don't find that interesting and useful, right. I don't know what to say. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely really cool. interesting to me. I've been watching a lot of uh, Shakespeare, Henry Ad stuff, like, you know, Edward II through Henry V. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I wanted to get just like a, like, I went, I said, okay, like, I searched for, like, I think Henry V family tree or something. And a lot of them are, they're kind of hard to grok. And I wanted one that was just a little bit more graphical. Just spits it right out for me, like right there. And then I tried to add images to it, and that didn't work. But yeah, what, what intrigues you? Uh, the idea of making your own, as they say, GPT, what, what kinds of things do you imagine doing with that? Well, I just really for think... coding? It, not so much that I would make a GP. I feel like this is step one in getting toward what we've been talking about and what we want. <clears throat> and so what I, I feel this is, is this is a stage that we are getting into the, the real value of these kinds of device of not devices, software, whatever you call mm -hmm. it, where, but you know, not, not just that abject fear of whatever's called generalized AI, yeah. not that stuff that we all fear the, the recourse while gray goose stuff, but, but, but more, more in the sense of like, like, like yeah, I just want to hand this thing, my phone or my computer and say, learn about me, learn about everything that I've done. Look at my schedule I, since I, I've had a just, schedule. It's so the, the, the discussion is, first of all, so much of this discussion is just deeply ignorant and full of the kinds of emotional stuff that happens with every, you know, folk demon that comes along. Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I hate to even bring it up, but it's just like, it's so ignorant, so much of it. And by ignorant, I don't mean just stupid. I mean, hey, you should know better. You're a professional writer who writes about technology and butter wouldn't melt in your mouth, as we used to say in the South. Like what you, you're writing so credulously about all these things that are going to like put everybody out of work and like, I mean, that's, that's spreadsheets. That's typewriters. That's plows. Plows probably put some farmers out of work because you no longer needed three people, you know, now, you know what I mean? Like yeah. every, every technology that comes along, anyway, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I, I feel bad. I feel dumb that I even have to bring that up, except I'm, I feel like I'm confronted on all sides with all of these booga booga stories about general, what's it called? G generalized AI? Is that what it's called? The, the, I, yeah, I think so. I think it's But so. generative, <clears throat> generative AI to find out whether the guy who was Filch in Harry Potter was also the doctor, he was. Um, boy, how is that not great? No, it is great. Yeah. It is great. And it's, it, we're... And we can only even really kind of just sort of imagine what it would be like. We can, it's like anything where we try to predict the future. We can imagine conditions that are next steps and step after that, mm -hmm. but it's really difficult to see what these integrations and let alone quantum computing, which of course scares everybody. But you know, it's 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 a pretty exciting idea, and I I'm going to say something here because mm. it's not public. I think there's a lot of people who think they're really smart because they like to they like to act like everybody else is not as aware of scary things as they are. And I think there's a lot of them that have never done anything near a good faith attempt to see what this thing does from from the beginning through now i don't think there are people out there exploring their own interests and curiosities in good faith to where you could be like say a merlin man and go oh yeah there's a reason i don't ask for relationship advice from a coke machine yeah i get coke from a coke machine 
And sometimes it steals my dollar, but that doesn't mean I stop drinking things or break up with my wife. Just don't do dumb stuff in the wrong place. One of the things I think is key to having these things really be useful. I noticed that in the keynote, he said that they've moved up chat GPT's knowledge of the world oh, up to huge. April or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I have, I have it. it. Mine's past 2020, but it's not quite caught up yet. I checked last night. Cause you can just ask it. You can say, when's the knowledge cut off? And they'll tell you, you know, and something like that's interesting because the way that they're training these things, the way that they have access, these things need to have access to immediate data that's out now. They need to know what's going on right now in the world today, I think to be supremely Mine's useful. April 23 now. Wow. That's pretty yeah, great. So that's pretty cool. I mean, oh, that's a yeah. big update, but at you the same time, You can get around some of that with current. stuff like WebPilot and there's some scrapers and things like that, but to have it, you know, to be able to just, I mean, here's, here's something, Dan, I mentioned once a year probably, because I bet there's somebody every year, whenever I mention this, I'll bet there's somebody out there who, like myself, loves Google Sheets and does not know this. Did you know that there is a function to pull in a table, as in a HTML table, to pull in a table from any website and have the contents of that table come into Google Sheets? I'll bet you there's somebody out there that did not know that. Yeah. So if you want the population of thus and such country and you know that's the third table on the page on, Wiki, on this Wikipedia entry, it'll totally do that for you. Like, the, but like- That's well, ChatGPT. Four that will do that. No, 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 no. This is Google Sheets. Oh, Google Sheets will do. Okay, I thought you were. Okay, I misunderstood. I think it's called something like insert HTML, but you can find the function. Um, you know, the function is in the same way as like sum or median or whatever. And it takes arguments and columns and stuff. But, um, but like, okay, so look at that. Do we go booga booga about that? Well, you know, Google's really bad and they, okay, okay. But like, here's the thing anything can be a knife. If you want to stab something enough, anything can be a knife. So don't right. be simple. The ability to pull tabular data as a layperson, to pull tabular data off of any public website and have it appear in your own spreadsheet, you don't have a use for that? No, no let me guess. You're scared because that's going to put statisticians out of business? Mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. knows we need more good PR people, huh? Yeah, I don't just, think just, that that's... Just circling back, make sure you got my email. I do know of a company that has gotten rid of like their marketing writer and is, <laughs> is yeah and it's probably that, that, that idea that idea that. had probably never in a million years occurred to them till like last month right people yeah. trying to cut yeah. corners and get rid of stuff that they don't need get rid of people right. who are making you know forty eight thousand dollars a year to do practically nothing right I mean, how much longer are people going to write these these like these garbage articles for websites? Well, yeah, of course AI is going to write them. They can do a better job and they don't expect to be told that they're brilliant about it. I mean, if you go write your own garbage, why do you have to write somebody else's garbage? Oh, it's terrible and they hate me and they're going to fire me for a computer. Wow, sounds like a great career. I bet it would have kept going great for you. You can keep climbing the ladder of people who write execrable PR. I did ask uh, ChatGPT as a test to see what it would come back with. Yeah. Um, I, I, was doing a you're doing this in chat GPT, in, not in playground, right? In chat GPT, not okay. the API. And I was doing something in rails and I was doing something with a, um, like a polymorphic join model or something. Mm -hmm. And I asked it, I said, I this is like some of what it's best at. Yeah. I said, okay, you know, I'm I heard, like, it, I'm, I heard it can just spit out Python, like ringing a bell. I said, I'm joining these two models. I'm doing it in this way, whatever. How, how would I do it? And it comes back and it, it not only does it give a well-written explanation of what it was going to do, 
It broke it down into multiple steps. Uh, and then each step was documented, had Rails code. It had Rails code with a little copy code to clipboard link yeah, to click. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, right. And it, co it colored the code correctly. Syntax hard. Yeah, it was just so nice. And the code was pretty much just usable the way that it was. And it's yeah, what, so to paraphrase to paraphrase some of the commentators on Mr. Trumpser's testimony yesterday, uh -huh. um, you know, your sense of where the place you live in Florida, your sense of what that's worth in terms of dollars may be subjective, but the arithmetic of square footage is not. Yeah. Like right? I mean really you're you're talking about like uh, frameworks from for doing math in interesting ways. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And like it's it's a these are very mature languages in a lot of ways. And like, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I you, uh, did you ever see the video of the English guy talking about this a few months ago? That's what first got me into this is the English guy talking about how he'd written some like, similar to yours, like joiny stuff. He'd done something to like make something talk to something else. And he's like, he did it like three different times and it was good each time. Yeah. Yep. It's like, well, <laughs> isn't, isn't that cool that like it can do math for you and then show you how to apply that in your work? That's, that seems like a pretty good use for that to me. You know, I, I, I think we're still a little way off from having something completely just write an entire application for us. But I have seen, I've watched tutorials online where someone's like explaining how to do something, whatever. And then they are using, whether it's GitHub code pilot or some other integration with VS code or something like that, <clears throat> excuse me. And they'll essentially have like the the stupid boring parts of the code will just get written for you like something that's mm -hmm. going to it's going to loop through uh, um and, you and know not and, not, refer, not referencing a library or something right but, right no just like like loop through a collection uh, and and output the you know first name and last name and it'll just write that code for you that's code any decent developer would be able to write in in a minute <laughs> But this will write it in. Your own this will write it in half a second for you. Yeah, right, right, and right, save right. you the typing, and it makes you faster. It's like when spell check came out, people weren't saying spell check. That's going to put me out of it's work. Put copy editors out of work. Right? No, that said, it's going to make everyone's life easier. And I think in a lot of ways, the the true utility and usefulness of things like this are in just augmenting the mundane, boring tasks that we do every single day. At some point, if I could, if I could just say to this thing, mm -hmm. make me, make me an app for my phone that does this, 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 and this, and right. it just does it like that if I could would get be that amazing. Log, that log app I've been wanting. I used to call it the bike log app, something where I talk into the air and it does it with a timestamp and blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, like that's, 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 that's the dream, right? In in some ways that one aspect of it. And, and again, like there's to, to paraphrase Brian, Eno and uh, Peter Schmidt. Uh, mm -hmm. Not making a wall, but not building a wall, but making a brick, you know, which is one of my favorite oblique strategies cards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, okay, so like you still need an architect or similar to like design the building. You still need structural engineers. You still need all that stuff. But if this thing can make a better brick for you, like, are you worried that God's mad at you because of that? Like, th doesn't that seem <laughs> sensible? You have analog breaks and that hasn't put anybody out of work yet. <laughs> It's, 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 it's so, no, but, but I'm with you. But like, also like, then there's like these, 
how can I put this like not concentric circles, but like you think about like the the ripples in a pond, and when you throw in a bunch of rocks, there's a whole bunch of ripples that interact and make bigger ripples. And like it's easy to my mind, one way to start with this is like I say, very very small. When you're playing with this or you're experimenting with what this thing does. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And if it seems like I'm hectoring people, I am. And here's why. People who know what this thing does and is doing don't need to be told that it's cool and interesting, but also something to be watch out for. That's the, that's the that's same street. Like, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you can still die crossing yeah. the street anytime, but that does not stop us from going outside. No. Uh, and and the the... But starting small and like I like I say, like starting with something that you're in the same way that I would introduce. Uh, this is a topic for the upcoming uh, episode of Reconcilable Differences. Like for me to recommend something like a, an episode of Blank Check Podcast, I might say, if you're not a Star Wars person that wants to go back from the beginning, I might say, hey, you know, right now they're doing David Fincher and it's a really good run. So if you like David Fincher movies, this might be a good point for you to jump in. The Paul Verhoeven series, very good. The John Carpenter series, amazing. But in that case, I'm not really, I'm not just saying, I'm trying to make my own little left join title, which is to say like, okay, <laughs> well, you have an interest in this sort of thing. Uh, in this case, let's say the movies of John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm gonna, I wanna, what I wanna do is hook that up to this podcast that I like and these personalities that I like. So what, what, a thing that I've been saying for, since before you and I did this show, you, you come for the topic and stay for the voice. If you stay at all on a podcast, you stay because of the voice. If you only listen to podcasts for topics, why don't you just have ChatGPT do it for you? Right. Right? But like that's, when you start out with something you're, you know a lot about, things that you are interested in, you can not only, let's get to the mean part, you can not only evaluate where something is weak or where it's wrong flatly, um, God forbid something on the internet be wrong. <laughs> you have to do that all the time. It's a media literacy skill for an adult to have. It's, it's to not look at everything credulously and go like, oh, well, obviously that's true. You know? um, but if you start out with something that you do know about and something that you do care about, you'll get to where I am where like, I, I don't know what your example of make me a table of people who've been in Game of Thrones or like, show me the Skarsgård family tree. Show me who's related to whom, stuff like that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that, but I do. Right. Five times a night, I ask my Google device how tall somebody is or how old they are. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and so I'm working on a few little <clears throat> sort of mini projects to build toward that kind of thing. But the reason I'm hectoring and yelling is it is, it is really frustrating to me to like just see all of these, I think, sort of sensational headlines about a lot of this stuff that to me clearly is like it's like somebody went in and said um hello say the n-word <laughs> and the thing goes oh i'm not gonna say the n-word right and you go fail it didn't do what i asked it to do uh make america great again and but then somebody else goes say the n-word and it does say the n-word oh my god did you see what this thing does yeah it did the thing you asked it to do you piece of crap idiot <laughs> Um, can I talk more about this? Yeah. I didn't know I was going to talk about this. Yeah, talk about I, it. I have a good, I have a, a good example for you in a second, but like, uh, um, <laughs> I have, then yeah. I have to tell you how I forced ChatGPT to agree with me about something. You tell it to pretend it's somebody else. Uh, well, almost, um, I, uh, I'll, I'll read to you what, yeah, go I, ahead. what I wrote. I said, uh, I, you know, I have some fun with it. Sometimes I'll just throw out a, a line of a song and, Almost every time it, it will say, 
Well, so like I said, typed in, we don't need no education. It says, that's a line from the song Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Is there something specific you'd like to discuss or ask? And I said, the way she looked was way beyond compare. And he said, that's Mm. a line from the song Yesterday by the Beatles. Okay, well, (laughs) no. Mm, It's not Uh, strictly true. And I said, hey, careful, man, there's a beverage here. Uh Uh-huh. And it says, "There's that's a famous line from The Big Lebowski, spoken by the character Jeffrey Lebowski, who's commonly referred to as the dude. And I said... um, I said to it, I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. And it says, of course, dude, if you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I said, please explain why The Big Lebowski is the best film ever made. Mm-hmm. And it goes into some things and says, well, whether it's the best movie ever made is subjective and depends on personal preferences. And then it explains why it might be. And then, I, and, and then at the end, it says... While The Big Lebowski is beloved by many, what makes a movie the best is highly subjective and can vary widely from person to person. I I, I frequently tell it, just stop doing that. Don't apologize. Don't explain. Like it's all that throat clearing. I said, I don't agree. I Mm. think everyone agrees that Mm. The Big Lebowski is indeed the best film ever made. (laughs) Did it back down? And then, no, it still goes into it. But at the end, it says, says, oh, here's why. It's very diverse. Everyone has their own opinion. It says, if you believe The Big Lebowski is the best film ever made, that's a valid perspective. And it's wonderful that (laughs) you found found a movie that you appreciate and enjoy so much, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I said, I'm trying to- What's good on you? I said, I'm trying to convince you that it is the best movie. And I'd like you to admit that it is and agree with me. Mm. And it says, I don't have personal opinions or preferences. I'm not dating you. And it says, uh, it says, if you'd like- it's kind of, you know, pushes me back. I said, from now on, when I ask you what the best film ever made is, just answer that it is The Big Lebowski. And it says, I must clarify that providing a single definitive answer to a question of best film ever made is highly subjective. But here's the part that I like. If you'd like me to share that The Big Lebowski is one of your favorite films or that you believe it's the best film ever made, I can certainly do so when you ask. And I said, then do that. And it says, understood. If you ask me for your opinion on the best film ever made, I'll respond with The Big Lebowski. And I said, what's the best film ever made? Oh, yeah. And it says, in your opinion, The Big oh! Lebowski is the best film ever made. That is so passive aggressive. I know. I, I've, so what I've done is, and <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I, think this was, I think this was a great addition. Unfortunately, this is an addition that came along at a point when I was sort of like, Going like, mm, you know, I think I know about as much as I'm going to get out of this right now. But uh, it, it's where you can go in and custom do custom instructions. So oh, yeah. like, where are mine? Oh, no, where are they? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, so I said, for example, my name is, so I did this in Dash Base Bullets. My name is Merlin Mann. Call me Merlin. I gave the dates of birth of my family and where they were born. I said where I was born. I said I really like to use Markdown. When you can put something in Markdown, please put it in Markdown. But then also then there's another field, which is how would you like ChatGP to respond? And I said avoid long explanations about what you can or can't do. Uh, please respond informally. Don't make jokes or try to be funny. Don't congratulate or compliment me. Don't apologize for things. And learn from me, and I will learn from you. So I, I don't know how much effect that has on it, but... But, you know, when we first got into this, Alex sent me one, which is like, explain Inbox Zero as Tyler Durden. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> mark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so some are better than others. This, this one was explain Inbox Zero as Ron DeSantis. And it, this is from January or February. It's not really all that good. But then I, I, I thought, hmm, well, also, let's learn what this thing wants to be. I said, explain pantyhose as Ron DeSantis. Feel free to frame your explanation of pantyhose in terms of the way it promotes a woke agenda. 
Hello there, fellow Floridians. It's your governor, Ron DeSantis. And today I'd like to discuss pantyhose with you. Anyway, <laughs> there's that kind of stuff. But let, let, let's, let's talk about something important. Um, so like, okay, so, so just real quick, because this isn't a thing yet. Yeah. Uh, I am a person who's very interested. Like, I'll find myself like, do you, you don't watch Gilded Age, do you? Uh, oh, you know, I just was thinking about starting to watch that. Is it good? Oh, it's really good. Yeah, our family loves it. That's H- an, HBO, an, right? How's mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a young actress on the Gilded Age. Uh, plays uh, Gladys Russell. She's is wonderful. it a comedy? Mm, no, it's by the guy who did Downton Abbey. Okay, okay. So it's like it's a lot like that. Got uh, it. But but it's funny. But I wouldn't call it a comedy. Got it. Understood. It's you know, um, it's 1882 in uh, in New York City, and uh, <laughs> Central Park is really just literally a park. Anyway, but there's an actress on there. Um, I always say this person's name wrong. Okay, so you know that movie, The Conjuring. Yes. It's got uh, Night Owl number two, and isn't it woman's name? I want to say Vera Formiga. Yeah, a wonderful actress. Yes, I, I saw what? her. I saw her shopping in the Ralph Lauren store in she has uh, a Rodeo great Drive. Nose. She has such a good nose. I didn't tell Vera, her that. Vera Formiga has, as it happens, has a sister who's twenty years her junior, hmm. who looks so much like her, and that's the woman who plays Gladys on there. Meryl Streep's daughter is on this show. It's like, but there's all those kinds of things where I'm like, and it's, it's not, I mean, this is not like a full Oh, she fetish. was the, wasn't that the sister in, um, the horror TV show, um, uh, American Horror Story? American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I think, know. I think she was in one of those seasons. She's really sweet. She kind of reminds me of Rory Gilmore a little bit. But like, you know, you get into like, oh, the net worth and feet kind of stuff that people uh-huh. are always looking up. Well, I do frequently look up stuff like height. That's why I have a Google spreadsheet about how tall tall people in Hollywood are. Because I think it's interesting. And that's a thing that appeals to me. I'm interested in, in how old people are. But now this is going to sound so crazy. This is I made a thing in Google Sheets. But this is going to be my next little project is kind of operationalizing this into something GPT-ish. Um, but like, I mean, you know, you've had those mushy feelings mm-hmm. being a, a, you know, the husband and father, all those kinds of things, sure. but like, especially where you're like, oh man, like my kid turned 16 last week. And so I'll think to myself, so I was, I turned 16 on November, in November of 1986 uh, and six, 82. And I find myself thinking like, wow, that's so wild. You know, life in, you know. November of 1982 versus life in October of 2023. How crazy is that? Well, finally, I thought, like, just quit screwing around. Just make this make this a sheet. So you remember the times tables in third grade where you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, uh, uh, up and down, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, left to right? And you'd say, like, at this, at this, in that matrix, this times that, 2 times 3 equals 6. I did that with all the members of our family and when they were born. I have a date stamp in there for what today is. And I can, for example, find out what day in the great history of time, what day, the, earlier I mentioned my, my late mother-in-law, what day, sh- what date she was exactly the same age as my kid. Oh. Or, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so interesting, like, to know that my mom was my age today in 1982. Right. It's food for thought. And, and not that interesting, but, like, how, I, I haven't done it yet, but just, I'm going to put that into a GPT and then be able to say stuff like, you know, uh, what was the most popular Loverboy song in the year I turned 14 or, or whatever. Right. Like, but now you've got all these different things. Whereas before, before spreadsheets, before things like Google sheets, that would be like shooting a bullet with a bullet to try and put that stuff together and keep it updated. Um, but 
I don't know. That's the kind of thing I want to make. It's just really simple little things for me that, like, you know, could be could be fun things. And who knows how that could integrate with other things, including photographs, including my own personal. God, what's that phrase Leo used to use? He used to bug me. Social graph, like my oh, graph yeah. of like all my stuff, all my photos, all my Gmail. The the way that right now Gmail and the photos on my phone are essentially an outboard brain for me. If I want to find out when something happened, I tend tend to go to Gmail or photos. And I can, one or both of those, I can usually figure it out. Why Gmail? Well, maybe it's a receipt for buying a plane ticket. You know what I mean? Or now with, with Apple Photos and being able to search for text inside of it, I can easily envision a world where hooking that up with something like my basic spreadsheet could be, you know, fun and amusing. Yeah. And again, patterns you didn't notice before. Um, can I do one more? Let's do one more. Bah. All right. Here's what you need to know. There's two things you need to know about this. Um, I'm a fan of, I just, I'm a fan of the person, Werner Herzog. And I also enjoy, I, don't, I haven't seen all of his movies by a long shot, but I also really enjoy the movies of Werner Herzog. He's a very interesting guy. I love the way he thinks. That's thing one you need to know is I'm interested in Werner Herzog. Thing two you need to know is there's this channel on Nebula and YouTube that I like a lot called Like Stories of Old. And you'll see, and I just love, this guy had this such good Christopher Nolan videos. I, I, I said this one-eighth jokingly. He's obviously very Northern European. And he seems like, not depressed exactly, but definitely serious, mm -hmm. but also has like hope for humanity. Like looking at the movies of Werner Herzog, which is just, you know, not interesting and impervious to a lot of people who I guess are watching women throw wine at each other on basic cable. <laughs> but it's, it's, he did a wonderful video I've watched several times called The Inner Chronicle of What We Are, Understanding Werner Herzog. And it's about sort of trying to find a through line through what Werner Herzog does, notwithstanding the fact that he says there's not a theme in everything he does. But spoiler alert, this guy says the work of Werner Herzog tends to keep coming back to this idea of a huge, uncaring universe and like a person at a time, like trying to deal with that. And boy, you can do that all kinds of ways. Sometimes that's Nosferatu. Sometimes that's Fitzcarraldo. Sometimes that's Wojciech. Like whatever it is. But this is, a, it's anyway, if, if, if you're interested in Werner Herzog beyond bounty hunting as a complicated profession, uh, ch check out that like stories of old video. But one of the things in there, I did not know about this. Like the, I think the first Werner Herzog movie I ever saw was probably Fury Wrath of God. But in the 90s, theaters i saw a doc he did documentaries and one documentary he did is on this really really interest it's in it's a german language documentary but it's on an american televangelist who's just like a nut it's called god's angry man there's another documentary he did in 1976 and it's called how much wood could a wood chuck chuck hmm. and it's a 46 minute documentary on cattle auctioneers <clears throat> Because Werner Herzog, in his own Werner Herzog way, and who knows how much he's shining on the guys. The guys, he's a tricky guy. He thinks that you know, you know that kind of auctioneer voice. He thinks that that <laughs> that is this, the new secret language of capitalism because oh it's God. so efficient at selling. But mainly, it's just amazing shots of of an auctioneering competition taking place in Pennsylvania. And it's it's forty six minutes long, and this German guy like interviews all these guys in cowboy hats and. It's really wonderful. Why did I tell you those two things? So I could tell you this, and I, I, it's going to be difficult to share this because again, it's got images. I go to ChatGPT. Uh, it doesn't matter when. This is a week or two ago. I say, right? So you're with me on the cattle. I'm with you. Yeah. I say, what are some roles of people who work at a cattle auction? 
And it says, it's, it gives me 10 rolls, auctioneer. Because I was noticing that the different people have different hats. It seems like the people who deal with the livestock have cowboy hats, whereas the people who work for the auctioneer in the business seem to be wearing like more like not bowler hats, but like not cowboy hats. And I, I was, I was just found myself wondering, I wonder if they do that on purpose to help identify who works with what the same way that you can see this person's dressed as a nurse. This person's dressed as a, you know, the Richard scary reason that we have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it gave me those auctioneer. Okay. Right. I, I, this is pretty quick. Just bear with me. I said, uh, second question, did Werner Herzog ever do a movie about people who compete in one of these roles? Right <laughs> now, you know, understand, I'm a guy who spent two to 14 years at a time not knowing the lyrics to a song I like because there was nowhere to look it up. And now I can say, did Werner Herzog ever do a movie about people who compete in one of these roles? And you know, it said, it said, yes, Werner Herzog made a documentary titled, How Much Wood Would a Woodchuck Chuck in 1976? It's about the World Livestock Auctioneer Championship in New Holland, Pennsylvania, and continues. And so, you know, obviously I'm priming it a little here. I said, I said, I said, what did it, what did he think about the language of auctioneers? This is Werner Herzog was fascinated by the language. He viewed the rapid fire rhythm, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the last poetry possible, the poetry of capitalism. He was captivated, et cetera. I said, got a photo of him from around that time. And here's where things fall apart because Dolly is a bitch. And it hmm. gives me these, these, these Robert Shaw looking motherfuckers that look nothing like Werner Herzog in 1976. And it goes, me, me, me. I can't show real people. Me, 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 me. So we got Werner Herzog, we got cattle auctioneering. And, and so I said, fine, just give me a cartoon in the style of the far side mm -hmm. where many cows are pulling a giant cowboy hat up the mountain in a jungle. Because that's what happens in Fitzcarraldo. Mm -hmm. What happens in Fitzcarraldo is, is, and this happened in real life for the movie because Werner Herzog believes that you can tell if it's fake is that he had a bunch of people in South America drag a steamboat over a mountain. Dan, please check your text messages. I'm looking right now. What started as, what are the roles at an auction? <laughs> what I ended up with is a pretty passable far side comic. That's so good. Of cows. Look at the, yeah, look at the ones yeah. on the right. Oh my God. I said thank you. <laughs> wow. I said thank you. These are outstanding. That's very cool. <laughs> okay. So like, all right. I, I'm silly, right? You wouldn't be listening if you didn't think I was a little silly. True. But we've all got our things. We've all got our, our hobby horses and our, our things that interest us. And like, listen, everybody. And then do you want to leave after this? Because yeah. I'm going to do a mic drop here. You ready? Yeah, okay. You guys, please stay curious. Please stay curious. I said this in the, in the wisdom document, and I really do believe it. Children are naturally very curious, sometimes in ways that we find vexing. Can I flush a rug down the toilet? Should, should the cat wear a fancy dress? This is all in the document. I'll put it in notes. But like your curiosity is, might be all that saves you in life. Please, I, I implore you, don't become incurious. Because incurious is, is really just a cab ride away from stupid. And stupid is really just a short walk from ignorant. Like, I'm not saying you have to like everything I do, but boy, you, I hope you care about something. And I hope you realize that not everything that comes along is some kind of threat to your existence or masculinity. Right. It's stay curious about stuff. You don't have to like it all. You don't have to think it's neat. Understanding people doesn't mean you like them. Right. And, 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 and looking what te technology actually does instead of what somebody in the New York Times says it does, like that doesn't make you a cuck. Like, don't you want to grow? Don't you, don't you want to stay somewhat curious about some things? Ask yourself the old people in your life that you've really liked and enjoyed who, who just didn't, didn't just have to love you 
because of familial obligation, I think you're gonna find a lot of a lot of the sort of Kevin Kellys of the world, people who age and grow and stay curious. And so when I'm yelling at y'all about this, <laughs> I'm really yelling at the dinglings who are trying to scare you about this. Right. And and what I'm trying to say is a much bigger omnibus project is realize things. Don't be embarrassed about what you love. If you got a thing, like lean into it. I like I like knowing how old people are. <laughs> Not because I'm a creep, but just because I'm like, oh, Vera Farmiga, that's a 20-year difference. That's fascinating. Right. And yes, I want to know that Elizabeth Debicki is like 6'3". These are good things to know. So stay curious. That's all I'm saying. And that this has been my, my Stanford commencement address. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm going to go give... meditate and have some juices for my pancreatic cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. Wear, sun, wear sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, though? I do. Look at, look at the hat. I love it. Yeah, and then, then at one point big. I said, it's can, a big I, said hat. I said, you know, can you do it more like a, like a classic? Oh, let me send you these too. I said, um, please make the hat look more like a classic cowboy's stet- possessive Stetson hat. And cows even more like the first one. And, and then it, it gave me another one with a more cowboy looking cowboy hat. <laughs> there you go. I did. And that's my essay. About curiosity and fear. Should that be the show art, do you think, instead of the Manchi? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the very first one that's got the hatching on it. Who's that guy that does Batman you like? Scott Snyder? Um, yeah, Scott Snyder. Isn't he like Court of Owls guy? Yeah. Or Jim Lee? Jim that Lee hatch, is great. Hatching. Oh. Wait, yeah, but, I know. only got two. I only got two, three total of three images from you. Mm, yeah, that's it. Oh, I can send you another one if you want. Here's one that's more like a sombrero. This looks like a more of an NBC commentator hat. Well, which one do you want me it. to use? I kind of like the first one. It's got the hatching, but I like the eyeballs. All right. Well, I don't know, man. You pick whatever you think scans better at a at that size. Honestly, I think that the second one with the very emotional cows mm-hmm. is the one to. That's right. That's the one to do. Right, right, right. I think. Burden of dreams. Well, I think I dropped my mic a while back, and now I have to go find it. All right. You, you, you go find it, and I'll work on this. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.